Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so glad you're with us today. I've been researching the greater reality now for half a century. When I got married, went to law school, raised three children, and I was living a wonderful professional and personal life, this was just always the best hobby you can imagine. And doing it as I did it, which is little by little, week after week, has let me build up a solid understanding of what actually is going on. The evidence is all amazingly consistent. If it weren't, frankly, I don't think we'd be able to make sense of any of it, but it's all consistent. And what we've learned about the greater reality fits wonderfully with the reality that we think we see around us now. It fits with quantum mechanics. It fits with what the most elevated beings have been telling us all along. It all fits. Today, our guest for the eighth time is Mikey Morgan, together with his mother, Carol. Mikey is, insofar as I have been able to determine, the most spiritually advanced being who ever has chosen to incarnate on earth. We, I'm so happy to say this, but we here at Seek Reality are so blessed to have Mikey as part of our team. Mikey last incarnated in the 1600s, and he, he's evolved to what we think of as the upper part of the sixth level. He wouldn't admit that, but that's what my guide Thomas tells me. That's where he is. So he's very near the source, and like so many of the most elevated beings spiritually, he's become concerned about the lowered consciousness vibration of this planet, which has by now sunk so deep into negativity that we are being told by those at Mikey's level that the very survival of our species and even of our planet is at risk. But unlike most of those who have progressed spiritually so far from the need to incarnate again themselves, the being who incarnated as Mikey Morgan decided to do something about it. He took a brief voluntary lifetime on Earth that ended in 2007 so he would be able to communicate with us in the voice and with the knowledge of a modern American 20-year-old kid. And now he answers our questions from the sixth level through his mother, Carol. My dear friends, I have heard Mikey answer hundreds of questions at this point, and I've never heard him make a mistake. Never. He really does know what he's talking about. He knows a lot more than I do, and I don't think there's anybody else on earth that I can say that about at this point. He knows a lot more than I do, and he loves to answer our questions, which is why he took that additional lifetime on earth anyway. And hearing his answers to our questions, frankly, is always such a wonderful, wonderful treat. Welcome, Mikey, and welcome, Carol. It's wonderful to have you back with us. Thanks, Roberta. It's always fun to be on your show. Please first, for people who may not have heard the earlier interviews, we've done there seven in there so far, and they're all there for you to all to look at. But if, if, if people are new to you and to Mikey, can you tell us a little about Mikey when he was here on Earth as your older son? He was a very kind, fun-loving young man. He loved music and the messages and music that were given. He was a very strong believer and really pushed that in his in his uh, DJ years when he was in college. He uh, worked hard. He was an average student, but uh, he worked hard to get his grades as B's and such. And he was very athletic. He had many friends and he was loved by so many. And he was very kind and um, forgiving, but he also would kind of, you know, if someone would bother him or he felt was negative, he would just kind of move on. You know, but he was an average young man as far as, you know, with grades and that type of thing, but very athletic, loved music, and was very kind to others. Which is a very good summary. Thank you for all of that. One of the things that interests me about Mikey on Earth, Mikey's life on Earth, is that we know now that he was just about as advanced as a person could possibly be, much more advanced than all the people around him spiritually. 
But he was like a, an average student, and he was very, very unassuming. The fact that he, if someone was in his face or, or confronted him or caused him trouble, the fact that he would withdraw rather than, than getting into any kind of a tangle is very, very characteristic of, of the more advanced beings, even those who are still incarnating uh, on Earth. Uh, it's one of the things that happens when people are spiritually very advanced is that they can't tolerate negative energy to the point where they, they won't fight over something. They'll just quietly withdraw. So that's who Mikey was then. And he had some premonitions about his own death, right? Yes, he did, um, as well as myself and his father did also. But Mikey did, he made a comment to me, oh gosh, it was maybe just a couple months before his accident, when he came home, you know, he had a sunburnt nose. He lived in Colorado, uh, lived in Minnesota. He came home with a sunburnt nose, and I told him, you know, to be careful with the sun, that I didn't want him to get melanoma uh, because melanoma was in our family and this and that. But he said, you know, Mom, something else is going to get me long before melanoma ever does. And he oh, said that to me twice. And so that really hit me funny. And then two months later was the accident. And that was one of the first things that popped into my head was like, wow, it was like he knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah. And very often, um, just regular people will have that kind of a premonition. Sometime in the first year, the, 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 the year before they transition, uh, I don't want to don't want to say the last year of their lives, because they're going home to a much greater life. But um, it's really not surprising that he would have been aware. This was all deliberate. I want to stress the fact for those who aren't as familiar with things that we don't want to incarnate on Earth. This is this is like going to the hardest. This is like going to reform school coming here. We don't want to come here. So as soon as we can comfortably be evolving in, in what we think of now as the afterlife, it's really real life. As soon as we don't have to come here, we stop. And in its 1600s, seems like a long time ago now. And Mikey had forgotten so many things about even living on Earth, which is why he came back for this, this one lifetime. But just everyone, for perspective, from where Mikey came and where he returned to, people around him were so astonished that he did this extraordinary thing. He gave a little of his being to actually being again on earth when he didn't have to come at all. Just understand that that was, I'm told by my guide that that was such an extraordinary gift he gave to all of us that it, it tremendously elevated him when he got home. He was maybe lower at sixth level and he got home and he was upper sixth level, which to me is a wonderful, wonderful story all by itself. So, Okay, Carol, and I should just add, too, and I'll say this a couple of additional times, that um, Carol and Mikey, and really it's Mikey's book, he wrote the book, but Carol helped him to get the book out. They wrote an extraordinary book. It's called Flying High in Spirit, a young snowboarder's account of his ride through heaven, and it is, I think, the best account we have ever received from a person who has transitioned best account of what it's like to die, of what happens shortly after death, and of what's really going on. It's the best in print. So if you haven't read Flying High in Spirit, please think about getting a copy and just, just reading it. It's so educational, and everything in it is correct. It's all true. And they did it. I mean, nobody... I. I, I tried to help a little, but nothing in it is, is what Mikey didn't write. Everything in it is what he wrote. So, again, a little plug for Flying High in Spirit. Okay, so let's talk then about how you communicate with him, Carol. I, so I started out, uh, I, was, uh, I got picked for a retreat out in Sun Valley, Idaho, by a spiritual medium by the name of Sally Baldwin. And she told me I was brought there by Mikey and by God and that I had this ability to communicate with my son. And she would show me how by means of a pendulum. Well, I didn't even really know what a pendulum was. I thought she was crazy. And so we worked together and it was like, wow, I mean, this is, <laughs> I couldn't believe what was happening. It was like, yeah. I can actually communicate with him by how he moved the pendulum. But it progressed from there. So I would practice with my telepathic skills. So really, Mikey describes our communication as channeling. I hear him telepathic 
telepathically, I hear them actually quite well now, telepathically as I use the pendulum. I still always use the pendulum because how it moves indicates and confirms what I'm hearing. So even when I did the book, certainly certain parts of the book are literally letter for letter, especially when I did the descriptions of the afterlife dimensions because I didn't want to make any error. But I do hear him telepathically, and then I always reconfirm what I'm hearing with the pendulum. So Mikey describes our communication skill as channeling is how he describes it. Which, which is actually what it is. Um, he, it, through you, he's giving you the words that you are then able to um, uh, enunciate, which he can't do now. He doesn't Correct. have a body. But um, right. I, it's important to stress to people that when you're, when you're channeling, and my books are channeled, I, I have to say that. When you're channeling, it's not really your words that are coming out. I wish it was because I feel a whole lot smarter than I do. I feel like a dunce sometimes. But um, but th- this is what 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 you hear from Carol is really Mikey speaking, and you that you really correct, yes. you you communicate with him really well internally now though, which is what always yes, happens I when people do. get started on this. Yeah, I do, but I always use the pendulum. So even when I'm on afterlife forums answering questions there, I always still use the pendulum. I really, you know what? For me, seeing is believing, and with the pendulum, I see what he's saying by how he goes to the letters and different things and and how he confirms things. And so the pendulum, I don't think I'll ever not use it. I really like to use it because I can see also what I'm, what I'm hearing. And so it really helps me a lot. (laughs) I have to say too, I did not believe for a minute that you could use a pendulum for communication before I met you and Mikey. So um, you've really been an education for me in a lot of ways, I have to just say. So so right, his first question that, that you asked him ahead of time so that you would have good answers for us is to, to describe, please, with a positive and negative energy and how it relates to spiritual growth. What's the difference between positive and negative energy? So... Everything is energy in all the infinite dimensions that exist. And Mikey tells me that love is really key for everything. And love is a very positive, high vibration where cruelness, um, meanness, being rude, um, hurtful to someone else, for example, is a low vibrating action and is So then it's lower energy. So when it comes to spiritual growth and the afterlife, the more positive and loving we are, the higher our spiritual vibration becomes. And when we progress ourselves more spiritually, our uh, reality in the afterlife is more elaborate. The more negative we are, that pulls our energy down, our vibration down, which then is not as uh, loving and therefore our reality in the afterlife dimensions is not as elaborate or beautiful when you say elaborate, so, yes right let's say beautiful i mean the it, it's beautiful even uh, i on, i think on all the levels to some extent except the very lowest yes but yes, but it is uh, it can be extraordinarily beautiful and where mikey is now it's beyond the ability even to imagine how beautiful it is correct and so really i mean and we're human. So obviously, and even when Mikey was here, I mean, he wasn't always upbeat and positive every single day of his life. I mean, of course not. We're human. Yeah, we're we human have our person. struggles. You know, yeah. we, and there is negativity. I mean, that's how it is here. And that's why we come here is because we are challenged by the influences of positive and negativity. And then, of course, the free will choices that we make or of what other people make also challenge us. And that's why we come here is because we can really progress ourselves spiritually by the choices that we make. And that's why this dimension or this place, Earth, is such a tough school is because, you know, we've got a lot of influences here that other dimensions that don't have for spiritual growth. Yeah, that's absolutely all right. Here's the thing, everyone shortest possible answer is this whatever the question love is always 
the answer. No matter what someone has done to you, no matter what um, has upset you, always choose love. Now, it's not always possible to see what the most loving thing to, is to do in each each situation, but you have the free will to choose either to be angry, you know, unforgiving, nasty, all those things, as you pointed out, Carol. People can choose that, and you're free to choose yep. it. But if you do, you lower your personal spiritual vibration so much that you are very much restricting your ability to even later on raise your spiritual vibration, which is the whole reason you're on earth. So you're going to be very, very annoyed with yourself if you don't use the precious opportunities that even negative things give you on earth. Whatever the question, love is always the answer. Love is always the answer. And the other thing Mikey always talks about is forgiveness. So in these situations that can be yeah. very negative and are very tough for us to handle, and it does take time for us to work through it. And yes, you do have negative feelings. That is normal. We are yep. human. But like with forgiveness, forgiveness is really for us, not necessarily for the person we are forgiving or the situation we are forgiving. It's the ability to let go of the negative emotion and feeling you have for that given situation. And when you do that, it's huge because you just fill yourself with such a much better feeling than yeah. holding on to anger and resentment. Yes. If someone you love has been harmed or, or, or if someone you love has been murdered, just remember they are fine and they are waiting for you. It's impossible for us, for our minds to die. And very often, negative, really bad things will happen because we plan them into our own lives as an opportunity to really grow a lot. We, we're very ambitious when we're planning an earth life. We, we want it to be the last one, so we try to jam in as much negative stuff as possible so we can always choose love because there we know the answer. Then we come here and we start to think the trivial things that happen on earth actually matter. They don't. It's impossible for anybody you love to be actually harmed. All of this will be over so soon, and then you'll be able to go home. And if you, if you do the make the most you can of this lifetime, you're going to get to go home to a higher level than you have ever seen before. And as Carol says, as Mikey says, the higher you go, the more beautiful it is. All right, let's talk about the opposite direction. Um, is there a hell? Is there eternal damnation, as many religions say there is? Or what happens if you really screw up royally in your life? Can Mikey talk about that? Yes. So Mikey says there is no hell in regards to eternal damnation, like what is said in religions. He feels that that is a means of using, you know, fear with us here to induce fear that, you know, if we goof up at all, we're in hell or whatever. And, I, and certain religions do vary, and I have nothing against religions. But right. uh, Mikey says, you know, there is what he calls an outer darkness, the lower vibrations, uh, dimensions of the afterlife, where people really struggle with themselves. So when we come back to the afterlife, we're always greeted with love and guided to our place where we kind of review our life. And often when people review their life, and let's say they've done some horrible, horrible things, they're very uh, distraught with themselves. They, you know, it's a time of learning because we come here for learning and, and we realize the mistakes that were made or whatever. And so with that, you know, we align with the vibration of where we're at at that point in regards to what dimension that we are in. So these lower realms are very dreary and gloomy. And, you know, they're, you know, Mikey will describe them as icky, you know, but we can always, <laughs> always improve ourselves, right. you know? Yes, yes. And, and um, those who have been listening to me for a while know that uh, I would have said this long before I ever met uh, Mikey and Carol. Um, we, this is obvious from everything we hear from people who are where we are all going to go very shortly. Um, there is no fiery hell. There is no eternal damnation. And the only person who can put us into the outer darkness or ever would is ourselves. If we it's can't, ourselves. Yes. if if we can't forgive ourselves, 
for what we did when we were on earth. And some people have a lot of trouble with that because they know they planned something as a real chance to grow spiritually. And they just, they screwed it up. They, they made the wrong choices. And if they can't forgive themselves for that, they lower their vibration more and more until eventually they're in what Jesus and now Mikey call the outer darkness, which is not fiery and it's not hell and nobody condemns us to it but ourselves. But we'll be there until we're able to forgive ourselves for what we did. There's a lot of help there for us, but meanwhile, it's pretty awful to be there. Right. And Mikey does say too that, you know, sometimes, you know, if someone, when someone transitions and they don't see at the time of their, you know, when they first transition of what they did as wrong. I mean, Mikey says that doesn't give you a pass. What it is is a time where, okay, so then your guides really work with you and educate and teach us that, you know, love, loving ways is the best way. And that's what raises our vibration. I mean, it's a time of teaching and guidance. So we always, always have the potential to improve ourselves. We are eternal beings. There is no eternal hell because God is about love and love is always there for us if we choose. And so that's often why people come back and they want to try again or they want to improve themselves in other realms. But whatever the case, we always have the potential to improve ourselves. It is our choice. So he actually has said, this is new information for me, that that some who go through a life review, they, they're basically, if you're lightning speed, you live relive your whole life from the viewpoint of the people that you most interacted with, and there are some people who maybe don't see something that they did as harmful, are you saying, or, or wrong? Is that well, true? No. So, well, what happens is, is sometimes, you know, ego, so... We have a lot of ego influence ego, here, on, right. okay. here on Earth. And so when we initially cross over, that can maybe be lingering a little bit. And so we don't maybe see what we did as horribly hurtful when really it was. And so Mikey says that, you know, we are educated then. We are guided then and uh, taught okay. why these certain things are you know, hurtful or whatever to someone else and why they are such negative actions. Because here on earth, ego can really be, Mikey tells me that ego is one of the toughest things that can really uh, affect spiritual growth if we get too sucked into ego, ego and, you know, power and control and feeling we're superior. That's when we become hurtful or can do harm to others, you know, because we feel we're superior, you know, when we're really all the same. Fascinating. That is fascinating. Okay, that that's great. So you're you're saying that there there isn't a way for anyone to just say, okay, I guess that lifetime when they screwed up, they will be given, they will be instructed to more deeply think about it and helped to see. Absolutely. It's it's okay. a time of teaching. Absolutely, okay. it's a time of teaching. Yay. Okay, that's great. All right. And now here's another question. And this is something I think a lot of people wonder about. When someone is famous here, and they transition, are they famous in the afterlife? No, (laughs) we are all the same. So as far as, you know, though, this is what I will say. So Mikey talks about, you know, so let's take some musicians. Musicians will you know, if they love music here, of course they love music there. And they will do entertaining and different things. Um, that is not uncommon. Now, you know, and of course, people here know of like some famous people, whether it's Elvis or whoever. <laughs> Elvis is and the yes, big one. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis is a big one. Okay. So he's still, you know, in the afterlife, he does entertaining and stuff. So, but yeah. Mikey says, as far as famous as we think of famous here on earth, not in the afterlife. I mean, in the afterlife, it's again, we're all souls. We're all eternal beings. It's all about our vibration. It's all about our vibration. And so that's what's really significant. Yeah. It's how we are, how loving we are. This is a question that a lot of people have asked, uh, people who have transitioned. So there are some other answers I could just put flip in here quickly that are all consistent with what Mikey would say. Elvis, it turns out, is a huge entertainer there, we are told. 
Um, you can yeah. you he, he's always performing and you don't even need to kind of have any kind of media because our minds are media there. So if you just put out the intention, um, I want to see an, a kind of early Elvis concert, <clears throat> then you will be immediately taken to that concert anywhere on the theoretical world in the theoretical world instantly when it's time for it. You just don't even have to worry about getting there because, of course, travel is by mind and instantaneous. But he does early Elvis. He does, you know, famous – he does Las Vegas Elvis. Apparently, he does uh, something else, some other things too. Whatever people want, he seems to want to do. And we're told he's fairly advanced. He doesn't have to stay on the third level, but he does. He has said he's going to do it till everybody who knew or saw him on Earth, who, who loved him on Earth, has gotten to see him. So pretty soon he's going to finally get to go on and do what he wants to do. Yeah, it is all interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it is fascinating. It's fascinating. And the all of these concerts apparently take place in, in what – think of a Roman Colosseum kind of open-air situation. Um, but for all of us, we feel as if we're sitting front row center. It's, it's just right. – it's hard to imagine for us. But that's this is what they tell us, and they're very consistent about it. I have another story about a famous person. Um, my guide was famous, very famous, a couple of hundred years ago when he died. And um, he is sick to death of it because he was a historical figure. And he says every time somebody who's an amateur, he uses the word amateur, amateur historian dies, they have a list of people they want to meet in person, and one of them is him. And so he tries to hide. He doesn't want any part of it, which I think is funny, too. Well, and I think, too, with people, you know, who is famous to one person here is someone else is famous to another. I mean, so everybody has their own definition of famous or whatever, but certainly these popular people that have impacted us here, obviously when we go, you know, that is something that we obviously can take with us. You know, they've impacted our life with their music or what they have accomplished while they were here. So, but in regards to spiritual progression, we're all on the same path, you know, um, being, having a famous run family, uh, having a famous life run here, um, again, if you're positive and good and doing great things, Hey, that progresses you spiritually and stuff. So, I mean, it's in the end, it's all about really how we act and carry out our life here with our actions. Absolutely. And whatever the question, love is the answer. I, it's just, we have to always keep remembering that when we hit, uh, you know, some turmoil in our lives, there's, there's a way, the only way to handle it is with love. There is no other good option. Okay, so let's talk about judgment because the the churches, the religions of all kinds teach us that we're going to face judgment and God will judge us and God might find us wanting and put us in purgatory or put us in hell. Or we've already said, well, no, God won't put you in hell. But who judges us? How are we judged in the afterlife? What we, does Mikey say? Mikey tells us we judge ourselves. With the yes. guidance of our higher guides. So when he returned to the afterlife, I mean, he was sitting down with his higher guides and the elders and, you know, they, he had a life review and, you know, he talked about, you know, what he felt he did good with and what he felt he struggled with and whatever. But we literally kind of see, we haven't, we see an overview and feel an overview of what we did throughout our life and how it affected others. So, one thing that is, and this is why some of these people have just really struggle, is if you have an individual who is horrible, and let's say they murder many people, or they, or, or they have this where they just cause a lot of issues with many people and affect many different lives, we feel, apparently, in that review, yes. how we impacted these other people oh, by the yes. actions that we made. And that is, can be overwhelming and that's where people really can struggle versus if you've done the best that you can, because we are in human form, no one is perfect in human form. And according to Mikey, and, um, you know, if we do the best that we can, then it's a more, I mean, it's, you know, you're learning and you're under, you have a better understanding when you get there. 
but you really did the best that you can you could that's different and so but you do feel the emotions of the other people that you have affected certainly by an you know something majorly negative or whatever and even the positive i mean mikey said your review can be very positive if you've affected a lot of people in a positive loving way so again it's a choice but we ultimately judge ourselves with the guide with the guidance of our higher guides at our review again you mikey is saying i i didn't I don't know what, how Mikey will answer these questions. I just want to make that clear. Um, so far, everything he has said today is exactly what the evidence tells us. It's totally consistent with that. And Carol, you make a point of not studying the evidence, right? That is correct. So I do not read anything or I don't do anything. So when I first started this, you know, I was brought up very strict Catholic. That's uh-huh. really the only thing I knew. So when I was getting this information, I'm like, I don't know what this means. I don't know what you're talking about. I <laughs> oh, I remember it so well. And, and, and she would answer every time because I should just get put in a plug for afterlife forums. Dot com. Um, I own the website. I don't have time to go there anymore. But Carol um, does. Thank you. Bless you, dear, for that, because Carol is a big hit there with Mikey. Um, but in the beginning, several years ago, when they first started working there, uh, she would always say, well, this is what Mikey says to that. She'd give it what it was really a perfect answer. Then she would say, I don't know if this is true, but this is what Mikey says anyway. I mean, always with that anyway at the end, which I thought was... <laughs> Really, really funny because he was always right. I never saw him make a mistake. Always right. I mean, I, I had no idea. So really, all this stuff was very new to me. And so I, on purpose, continued to not read anything because I don't want to have any uh, influence on what I'm hearing from him. So I just kind of do my own thing. I actually, I do no afterlife anything except for what I, you know, do on the forum or whatever and on a radio show or whatever like this. And I just kind of keep doing my thing and I run a regular normal life, you know, but, but, um, but that's I try not to, to get too into that. It, that. This is a gift to, to Mikey because you're not, you're, you're allowing yourself to be a pure vessel for him to commit to communicate with us this is exactly what the two of you planned i should just say too carol when, when i first told carol this was all planned and i'm sure mikey said the same thing she said i never would have planned this i lost my son when he was 20 years old but this is what they planned beforehand mikey has made that very clear to us that he would he would come and leave very early so that there'd be a lot of time for carol to be his his uh ambassador and uh their work together is really just beginning here i'm excited about what will come next for them so okay let's talk about how we look in the afterlife um and can we change our appearance what 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 does what does mikey say about how he looks now and about how people look in the afterlife well he describes so let's talk about i'm going to talk about first when people first transition so let's say i'm going to pass away tomorrow. Um, He would appear to me just like he did when I last saw him is what he tells me. Now he, they often appear, they resonate their energy to look like they did when we last saw them. So that when we transition out of, you know, our human humanness, that we recognize them, we see them. It's a just so it's going to be so joyous and so awesome. So We'll, they look a lot like how they appeared when they were here. Mikey says, though, his grandpa. So Grandpa E.I., who he talks, who was very involved with a lot of fun stuff that occurred that's in the book, actually. He, Mikey says that he appears younger to Mikey when he sees him. He resonates uh-huh. his energy where he appears younger. Mikey sometimes is wearing, you know, when he's snowboarding or whatever, he's wearing his whole snowboard stuff. But when he's in the higher realm, he wears a robe. Um, sometimes he can appear as energy, as like a light, and like a light being. I guess would be the term that would be used for that. But Mikey always tells me we will always know our loved ones by their energy, by the love. Our loving connections with all the people that we've interacted with never ends, and so we will always know. 
and feel and recognize our loved ones. But when we see them, and certainly initially, Mikey says they will appear such so that we will absolutely recognize them and be comforted because it is a little confusing when we first transition because if we're not aware exactly what's going on, I mean, it does bring a lot of comfort. Again, a perfect answer. That's exactly what all the evidence tells us is true. Um, I, Mikey, I may have said this in our an earlier interview, but I'll say it again. Um, Micah, Mikey ha- has appeared at some of the meetings I've had with my own guide. One, one that that uh, we, well, a meeting we held when, with a medium, um, actually was quite quite productive and quite enjoyable. And Mikey was there, and he was he, he if you looked at him, he would look like a kid on a snowboard only he and he actually was not even wearing snowboarding equipment because um there's no cold there the snow isn't cold or anything and it's also you, you can't get hurt there so he says uh, that he snowboards now better than sean white i don't know how sean white would feel about that but apparently he's a big star <laughs> in the snowboarding field but anyway he, he would look like this young kid on a snowboard and then he would be a ball of brilliant light and then he would again look like the kid on the snowboard so what you're saying is exactly right he 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 can appear and apparently often does appear especially when he is on the sixth level um uh, as as pure light um the the robe he wears i should just tell everyone is what what they call a spirit robe and it is it is the clothing that the most advanced beings there will routinely wear eventually it's not just limited to them eventually all of us feel more comfortable just wearing a spirit robe but in the beginning we like we're we're in our civvies and so we just dress the way we would have dressed here we also can look like a different lifetime um if you had a very prominent in your own mind lifetime you don't have any memory of it now but once you transition and it could be in the past or the future that lifetime may be very prominent to you there was one story in the literature of a woman who uh, reported to her family after death she had never liked the fact that she was so blonde you know blue eyes she didn't she had never liked the way she looked and when she got home she discovered that her most prominent lifetime had been as an Egyptian uh, slash um, uh, uh, queen uh, uh, in uh, in Africa, and had she had very dark skin then. So immediately she took on the appearance she had had in that lifetime, and she was so much happier with it. That's the kind of thing we become quite at home with once we're there. Our friend may look very different, not just a, a different age than we remember but a different lifetime than we knew and still we're going to recognize them by the love isn't that true that is correct and mikey also says too you know when we see them they will be solid it they will feel solid i mean so i always you know i can remember when i was a kid i always thought well heaven is wispy and see-through and you know all this stuff but mikey's like oh no it's more real and solid than earth. So, I mean, that's a hard thing for me to even grasp or understand. But he says, I'm telling you, you will feel me. You will see me. It'll be like earth, but better, way better, you know, and a, a hug is a hundred times better than a hug on earth. And I oh, mean, yes. so I just can't imagine how great it'll be someday. Yeah, it will be, it'll be wonderful. <laughs> oh, you can't leave for a while, but it'll be wonderful. But yep, that, that's yep. such an important thing you just said, because it's very hard for us to imagine that it's actually more real there than it is here. But he's not the first person I've heard say that. If people are frank with us, the people who have gone ahead of us are frank with us, they will tell us where we are is the illusion. This is the wispy, not really real place. There, it is much more real we are solid everything around us is solid it's not made of the matter that we have here it's a th- if you think of alabaster if if you would um alabaster can come in all kinds of colors but it's a little bit translucent and that is the kind of matter which apparently they have there one woman in the in the literature way a hundred years ago 
was when, when her family, this was the woman who told me, it's finally told me it was solid there because I was reading all this evidence and nobody ever asked that question. And of course, these even the people who had been in the room when the questions were being asked were now there as well. I couldn't find out. Is it real? Is it solid? What's it like there? And someone asked this woman the, the, the question, and the woman said, oh, my goodness, yes. Um, it's, a, it's a different kind of matter, though. I mean, right now I'm looking at my hand, and if I look at it just the right way, I can a tiny bit see through it, and it, there's you know no bones or anything in it. But it is as solid and feels as if it's more real than the matter where you are now. And I just said, thank you for asking the question, and thank you, lady, for giving me such a good answer, because finally I knew it is a solid there. And over and over again now, people like Mikey have confirmed it. Yeah, it's even it's even more real than it is here, and it's certainly much, much more beautiful. Wow, great. That's great. So, all right, so we've we've talked about how it is there, but... But what, what about our loved ones that we have left behind? Can they, can they see or hear us after they, they pass over as well? I mean, how do they find us? What, what's the process? So Mikey says absolutely they see and hear us. They come to their funerals. They come to family events. They are around. So our loving connections never end. And we are so connected that Mikey says, you know, he just alters his vibration a little bit and he draws close. And that's actually, of course, how all the crazy signs and things that went on after the accident occurred. But he hears me and he can see me. And that that's for with everybody. I mean, your loved ones absolutely can hear you. And so. I always tell people who have lost a loved one, you know, talk to them out loud. They hear you. I mean, I can talk to Mikey in my head. I can talk to him out loud. But honestly, I talk to Mikey the majority of the time out loud. I know he hears me. I know he sees me and he watches over. And he's not watching over just me. He's watching over a lot of family and friends. And they do can draw close and, and watch over us and hear us. So um, it's I know it's hard for people to comprehend that or think that, but it really is true. And when these little things that happen to you that remind you of your loved one and you think, huh, that's a coincidence that yes, that happened because of such and such. Well, it's because that such and such is them. <laughs> and they're trying to let you know that, hey, you know, I'm here. I, you know, I see you. I'm, I'm close. And they do come to events. I mean, I ask Mikey to come to certain birthdays or holiday things or whatever, and he does show up. And, and it's true with all of us that that connection is there. They come and they hear us and they absolutely can see us. It's all good. It's, yeah, it is really actually wonderful. One of the great things about Flying High in Spirit, the book that Mikey wrote with Carol, is that he talks in great detail about the very kinds of things that you would worry about or wonder about if you had lost your your child or someone you loved very much. Uh, he talks about the signs he gave. He talks about how, how they were given. So in some cases, he, he talks about why the people who have just transitioned do some of the things that they do. And some of what they do we think would be impossible, but he says it's actually pretty easy. For example, producing a certain song on the radio or as Muzak, apparently that's not hard for them to do, but they do it. There was what, There's one incident that I think this is from um, Flying High in Spirit. Your family is, is after his transition, um, the, the three of you with his younger brother are, are driving um, into the mountains to, uh, um, to be, Colorado was his family's place that they always wanted to go. And uh, in fact, Copper uh, Mountain, yep. And in fact, that's where, where um, Mikey made his transition in an accident in, in, in the um, mountains in Colorado. So some, somebody said something in the car and said, uh, you know, Mikey would have liked this or would have loved something like that. Do, do you all remember the little kid 
that everyone inflicted a cereal on. This is like a fifty or forty year old commercial, but it's 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 classic. And they they say, "Give it to Mikey to try." He did. He won't eat anything. And then Mikey says, um, in the commercial, this little kid says, um, uh, uh, "Doesn't he just starts loving it?" And they say, "Oh, he likes it." Hey, Mikey. Well. On the radio that they were listening to randomly, as soon as one of the family members in the car said, Mikey would really like this, or something like that, that bit from the commercial played on their radio. Wasn't yeah. that boggling? <laughs> yeah, that was, that's Mikey. Now, so this is how they do this, is, you know, my, Mikey is very good at this, and continues to do this for me, oh, well, for a lot of us, actually. He's extremely good with plugging in the music thing so how they can do this is they are in a timeless dimension where we are in we are under the influences and laws of time so there's order and sequence to what goes on here where there you just exist right if there's no time so they can literally plug things in at the at the perfect timing because they're in a timeless dimension so I know it's and it just goes on and on. It just keeps happening, and I just laugh, you know, because it's it's just a, it's it it has saved me. I mean, in the beginning, the signs and all the stuff that happened, it absolutely saved me. I knew it was him, and it was him. It still is him, and it's amazing. And you know, a lot of loved ones they will do different things to try to get your attention to let you know that, hey, you know what? We're still close. We hear you. We love you. It's not like we're gone, gone. I mean, they are not really gone. And it's, you know, it's a temporary physical separation, but our loving connections are always there. And we absolutely will be and see our loved ones again. Beautiful. Well, that's, that is exactly what we want everyone to know. And I know what Mikey wants everyone to know. Um, if you go to MikeyMorgan.com now, you'll find that it takes you to RobertaGrimes.com. That's by design. Because Carol is still very busy in her daytime life, um, we've concluded uh, Mikey's book as part of the books on RobertaGrimes.com. But it's not my book. As soon as the time is right for them. Carol and Mikey will have their own website, and they'll hold forth there. Meanwhile, you'll find the book in the group of books that I promote on robertagrimes.com. That's just just an FYI. And, and um, again, it's called Flying High in Spirit, a young snowboarder's account of his ride through heaven. It is the best, the best description of what it's like to die in an accident he was out of his body. He didn't feel anything. And what it's like to first go home. And suddenly you're remembering things you never remembered before. And then his, then your eternal mind kicks in and suddenly he knew everything. And he describes it all so perfectly. He describes so many things better than anybody else ever has who was, who was even remotely in that position. So I can't recommend the book highly enough. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. So we've come to the end of our time. In fact, I don't have even much time to say much else, but I think you'd much rather hear from Carol and Mikey than from me anyway. Everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you were here today. We're going to have Carolyn, if she can come back, with Mikey um, about every three months now on Seek Reality because it's very important, I think, for his message to get out. And I want to do all I can to promote it. But everyone, please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you get that, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be the prominent Canadian medium, Carolyn Molnar, who will be here for the third time. Carolyn has just written a book that's a helpful memoir for many people who are interested in learning more about mediumship. Some people email me saying they think they are mediums. Others want to know how do mediums work. This is a very useful book for people who are just curious about mediumship. It's called You're a Medium? With a question mark, which I think is a good title. Carolyn has over 30 years of experience as a medium, and she works with clients worldwide. She teaches classes on mediumship and psychic development as well, and she has led workshops across Canada and at Lilydale in New York. As you may know, I've had trouble believing in mediums, but Carol... Uh, Carol, I'm sorry, I'm still talking about you, Carol. 
Carolyn has really a, a great deal of experience in helping people become comfortable with mediumship. And she's basically a delightful person, very enthusiastic, very approachable. And she really does have the gift. So please be sure to join us next week. And this week, of course, we've been talking with Mikey Morgan and his wonderful mother, Carol. And they've been with us for the eighth time. Mikey is, without doubt, the most advanced being who has ever been in a body. And so it's interesting just to learn more about what it was like when he was in a body because he's demonstrating for us what it's, what it's like to be a very advanced being. That's what he was, and that's, of course, even more of what he is now. Um, it's very important that people like Mikey be helping us this way because we really are in crisis on this planet. We think it's a, an ecological crisis, global warming or whatever. The real crisis is that our spiritual vibration level of all of human humanity has sunk so low, so deep into fear and negativity that we can no longer raise it on our own. We need the help of people like Mikey, and that's why it's so important that we help him get his message to the world. It's a message that can save the world and certainly save humanity. So all of this is very, very important. Please read his book, Flying High in Spirit, and please, you know, watch, maybe go back and listen to all the times he's been here before, because Mikey Morgan knows the truth. This is like hearing from someone who is right below the source level. In fact, that's what it is, hearing from someone who's right below the source level, who can answer our questions as no other person communicating from the afterlife really can. If you have a question that you want Mikey to answer, he answers questions at afterlifeforumswithans.com. I own Afterlife Forums. I no longer have time to go there, but Carol and Mikey basically are the stars by far of that whole show. And you can, just about any question you may ever have, have wanted to ask, I'm sure he's already answered there, but don't hesitate to ask your own and, and he will answer it. Now, as you know, I have written a lot of nonfiction books, um, Liberating Jesus by Thomas and others, a bunch of fun books. Um, I don't have time to list them all now. If you want to talk about anything at all, don't hesitate to email me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. Meanwhile, everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you in particular, you most of all, are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.